This is Canada HR News on October the 2nd, 2023. I'm Elena Bobideva. In today's episode, we talk about dropping consumer confidence, increase in minimum wages across different provinces, union bargaining, benefit trends, and other topics. Stay with us to get the latest HR updates. The Conference Board of Canada reports another decline of consumer confidence in August. The index has reached its second lowest point on record, dating back to 2002. Canadian consumers' current financial outlooks shifted towards negativity. In British Columbia, wildfires continue to impact residents' confidence. 2023 has been the province's worst wildfire season. The most recent wildfires of the region have resulted in a double-digit drop in its index. The fires caused property damage, hindered work opportunities, exacerbated air pollution, and disrupted operations across various industries. The story is different in Quebec. Investment in this province is helping boost the province's consumer confidence. In August, Ford Motor and its South Korean partners in collaboration with both provincial and federal governments, announced a significant commitment to Quebec by announcing the construction of a 1.2 billion EV battery material manufacturing facility. This project may help reinforce Quebec's confidence over its construction period by providing a buffer against economic downturns should one occur. On October the 1st, there were minimum wage hikes in six provinces in Canada. Ontario increased its rate to $16.55 an hour. In Manitoba, it is now $15.30 an hour. Nova Scotia, PEI and Newfoundland and Labrador are now at $15 an hour, with Saskatchewan at 14 The Alberta government increased the minimum wage to $15 an hour five years ago. On October 1, 2018, Alberta had the highest minimum wage in Canada. Gil McGowan, president of the Alberta Federation of Labor, says that the cost of living has gone up 18% since then. The AFL says an inflation-tied wage would bring Alberta to $17.70 an hour. In Ontario, Labor advocates and opposition critics say that Ontario should introduce a $20 minimum wage. The Ontario Living Wage Network says a living wage in the Greater Toronto Area is around $23 an hour. Saskatchewan currently has the lowest minimum wage in the country at $14 an hour, and Yukon has the highest at $16.77 an hour. A lot of older workers are applying for jobs, and many of these jobs are at entry level, according to a recent survey from the Harris Poll commissioned by Express Employment Professionals. 54% of companies participating in the poll state that they prefer to hire an older worker than a younger one for an entry-level role. The wide majority of job seekers, or 86%, say it is appropriate to apply for jobs you are overqualified for, if it is a position you want. 
The survey authors explain this trend by the rising cost of living that contribute to the need to add supplemental income among older or retired workers. Service Canada has launched the Retirement Hub, a new user-friendly online tool that provides a simple experience for Canadians planning their retirement. According to the government, the hub will help Canadians with planning, applying for, and receiving retirement income benefits like the Canadian Pension Plan, Old Age Security, and the Guaranteed Income Supplement. A key feature of this online tool is the Retirement Ready Quiz. By answering a series of questions, users get a personalized checklist to help them prepare for retirement. Canadians also now have access to an improved version of the Old Age Security Benefits Estimator on Canada.ca. This version includes new features including spousal estimates, the partial Old Age Security Pension, and the additional Guaranteed Income Supplement. Users can find out if they're eligible and get an estimate of how much they may be entitled to based on their personal circumstances for old age security, the guaranteed income supplement, and the allowance for the survivor. For more information on the link to the hub, please see the episode description. Canada's life and health insurers paid out a record of $114 billion in health and retirement benefits last year. It is up $11 billion since before the coronavirus pandemic and up 60% from a decade ago. According to the Canadian Life and Health Insurance Association's Life and Health Insurers paid out more than $312 million a day in benefits. The breakdown for health benefits includes $14.3 billion for drugs, $10 billion for dental, $1.3 billion for vision, $1.3 billion for other paramedicals, $1.1 billion for massage, and $650 million for mental health. Other substantial claims paid out included $7.7 billion for long-term disability and $1.7 billion for short-term disability. Negotiations between Unifor and General Motors are underway to secure a tentative agreement that follows the pattern said with Ford Canada. Unifor informed GM that a negotiating deadline was set for Monday, October 9, at 11.55 p.m. According to the union, the bargaining committees are focused on locking in the Ford's pattern agreement at General Motors. The union is discussing significant increases to pensions, wages, health benefits with the company. In the Ford's deal, the union bargained record-setting pay increases, including general wage increases in each year, reactivation of COLA in 2024, two special skilled trades adjustments, a significantly shorter wage progression, greatly improved income security, major benefit improvements, and a start rate, including for temporary workers, of nearly $30 per hour in the first year. The union believes that that was an exceptional deal with Ford. There's a lot of work to do with GM, and Unifor believes that their bargaining team is up to the challenge.
October is Canada's Healthy Workplace Month. This initiative, managed by Excellence Canada, formerly known as National Quality Institute, is meant to inspire employees in organizations throughout the year with creative and engaging ideas and resources for workplace well-being activities. This year's theme is Celebrate Your Workplace Culture. To encourage participation and make it fun, there are weekly challenges during the month of October on the topic of showcasing diversity in the workplace, physical and mental health well-being, community spirit, and social wellness. The Canada's Healthy Workplace Month site has an extensive toolkit of activities that companies can consider implementing in their workplaces. For the link to the website, please see the episode description. And this was Canada HR News. Please leave us a rating and a comment in Apple Podcast and on our YouTube channel. You can also find us on Spotify and other platforms. For more information on the topics discussed today, see the episode description and connect with us on X at CAD HR News or LinkedIn at Canada HR News Podcast.